Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Dude, I would not drive 11 hours, even though my wife did the driving, to come straight here. But for you and for what we've been through, I will. And for this community, I will, because it's important. Hi, I'm Joe. And I'm Lauren. And we are the, the Neuro Nerds. Hey, Neuro Nerds, this is Felice, producer of this podcast and partner in crime to your host, Joe. Today's episode is a little different from our past shows. It's a two-part interview with AVM survivor Thomas Mejia, but it's really less of an interview and more of a candid talk between Joe and Thomas, two brain injury survivors reflecting on Thomas's journey. This is our 40th episode and Joe's first interview with a fellow survivor in person, so it's an extra special episode. Plus, Thomas is also our Patreon donation spotlight for December which Joe will fill you in on at the end of this episode. So without further ado, here's their talk. We hope it inspires you as much as it inspires us. So we've been talking with our special uh, neuro nerd guest. Um, Thomas, what's your last name? I don't even know your last name. Mejia. Thomas Mejia, who is family now. So hey, 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 young man. So what? uh, Nicole's basically my niece? Right-ish? Yeah. Wait a minute. How did I lose status? All <laughs> I mean, I, wait a minute. No. No, I'm joking. I'll, you can be my uncle. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. See? Yeah, see? I'm, You'd be, I'm, I'm your very young, attractive uncle. That's true. You are attractive. <laughs> so, Thomas is a brain survivor like the most of us. Not the, I'm not going to say most of us, but a lot of the people that listen to the podcast are brain survivors. Tom, mm-hmm. Thomas is in our community. He had um, explain your gnarly injury. Uh, well, I found... I, I was skating one day. I got hit by a car. And long story short, I went ended up going to the hospital. And I thought I was okay because, you know, it was just I got hit by a car. It was no big deal. I didn't feel like I broke a bone or anything. But 
you know, the doctors, I, I left the hospital because I was like, I'm good, right? And they're like, yeah, you're fine. I said, okay. And then they called me later and they said, we found a curvilinear growth, a quarter of an inch in your brain. And I'm like, wait, come on. Dude. It's not really good to find anything in the brain. You know what I mean? Yeah. If it's not like the brain itself. It's not, it's not, it's, it's not like a I, good thing. It's not like I found a Cheeto in my pocket. Like I can understand how that ended right. up hey, in there. We found gold. Right. No, no, no. It's, it's not going to be good. Yeah. So I was like, okay, what do we do? He's like, all right, you know, MRI or yeah, MRI. I was like, all right, cool. He's like, what's your insurance? He's like, I don't, I don't have any insurance. Oh. And he, I asked him how much it was. He said like 10 grand. So I left that alone for eight years. You know, I didn't have, I was a irresponsible kid and growing up in Brooklyn, you know, I was never taught about like health insurance is important right. or like, Hey, let's invest this money. Dude, I, <laughs> I'm a grown man. I just found out what urgent care was. I think you're going to have to teach me what that Dude, is. <laughs> see, like I literally just found this out recently. So like, all right. So I grew up poor. Yeah. Super poor. Okay. I didn't know what it like going to a hospital was. So we basically just got sick. And then we would stay sick until we had to go to the emergency room. Are you dying? Oh, you are? Let's go to the hospital. Exactly. And then you do that. So, like, it wasn't, oh, I don't feel good. I should go to the doctor. We didn't have that. Like, urgent care is right in between an appointment with the doctor with insurance and the emergency room. It's, like, right in the middle. Oh, wow. I could have used that a million times. Right? Wow. That's hilarious. Really? Well, thank you. Hopefully, I don't have to go to No, no, really. Really. So, all right. So, I left it alone for about eight years. And then... um, I got a great job here in California, working in the movies, living the dream. And I got to know some people in the office, you know, always saying good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, all that kind of stuff. And then I had this guy qualified for insurance. I had health insurance for the first time in my life. And I wasted most of it away until mm-hmm. the very end. I was like, you know what? I should use this right. stuff people talk about all the time. Um, so I, I made an appointment and I explained to the doctor, you know what? Honestly, you tell me what's wrong, doctor. Start from the tippity top of my head and go down to the bottom of my toes, and you tell me what what's what's up with me, right. how how good or terrible shape I am, and <clears throat> as about as far as we got was my brain, <laughs> so not too far. And he was like, "Oh, you have something in your brain?" I said, "Yeah, okay, cool. What's going on? How big is it?" He's like, "Well, I don't know. I want to take further tests." And it just snowballed really quickly. Mm-hmm. It went from like June to September. I was scheduled to like start my. They found an AVM, which is an ultravenous malformation in the top hemisphere of my, or in the left hemisphere, but on the top of my head. I think it said parasitical, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> they said it was too close to my communication center, so they didn't want to do surgery. They, didn't, they, they tried to do an angiogram to get a stint in there to see if we can bypass and get rid of the issue like that, but it didn't work. Um, and nobody wanted to touch me. Here in California, they're like, ah, radiation is the best. We'll shrink it down. We'll dump a bunch in there. And we'll, we'll try to get rid of it like that. I didn't personally understand how radiation can get rid of something that's you know, not a tumor. I don't believe in chemotherapy anyway, but th- I guess that could be a whole other right. podcast. But um, <clears throat> that was their idea. And I didn't have any other choice. And so I said, all right, man, here we go with this 12 years of, you know, radiation in my head. Uh, and I went to go tell my what were my employees? I was getting paid ten grand to water a plant, man. Man, in That's Malibu, a good gig. Living, living a life. You know, living on property in Malibu, just feeling great. I was like, man, I'm really doing getting union days and getting paid well, and you know. And so, I uh, let me see here. Sorry, I've had brain surgery. 
<laughs> you know what? That is, everybody talks about the downside of brain injuries. It's great. I'm telling no. you, the upside is I get to make the most disturbing jokes, and people just kind of have to deal with. They it. do because it happened to me. I can joke about it. Like yeah. it's, I think it's very therapeutic to joke about it. Yeah, That's, I mean, at least I'm, I'm not sitting here making you depressed about all. No, my no, no, no. Life. life, right? Because we lived. I see it like that too. Yeah. Like it's not depressing. No matter what happened to us, yeah, we live. Yeah, and I'm still here to tell this crazy ass story. And, which... and it's crazy. All right, so boom, they get in there and they're like, "Man, we can't touch it surgically. We'll give you radiation." So I go tell my ex bosses this. Hey, this is what's going to happen to me. And and one of the big boys in the back, his name is Lance, and I was talking to Dan. Dan is a good man. He loves me, loves me. <clears throat> and Lance, the man in the back, he calls me over. He says, "Hey, Thomas, man, uh, I kind of overheard you talking." My best friend, or like his friend's best friend, is the second best AVM surgeon in the world. I was like, well, you know, if this isn't Providence, I don't know what the fuck it is. Uh, so he said, could could we look at your scans? I said, of course. So I got those right away. Now I've got a doctor on the phone. And he's like, I bet you they said this about it's delicate and this and that. And I said, that's exactly what they said. He starts cursing all doctors, <laughs> saying how they're incompetent and how they can't do their jobs properly. He said, I can fix you, Thomas. That's crazy. No minimal risks, uh, full recovery. And so I said, all right, Mickey Mantle, let's do it. So I canceled all my appointments with the radiation and I started making <clears throat> plans to go to um, Boston, mm-hmm. which apparently is where you go for brain surgery. And um, so then... They invite my, my, you know, Barbara, my, one of my best friends. I don't have a lot of friends in life, but Barbara is my, one of my best friends, mother. She's a lovely woman. And she was kind enough to fly my mother out from New York to spend time in not only L.A. And we went up to Marin to spend time with her at her home, beautiful home. And uh, it was really nice. And they got everybody together and we're all hanging out. I'm missing my brothers, but, you know, for the most part, everything is beautiful. And then the little boy, the two-year-old, who's my best friend. My best friend's son. He hits me in the head with an empty ice cream container that was made of hard plastic. <clears throat> just in my left head. And I was like, oh, that got me pretty good. But I didn't think anything of it. But man, I started having headaches. And I live with migraines most of my life. I'm always cracking this or popping that. Or I tried never to take Advils or aspirins because I wanted to know if I was in pain or not. You know? right. so, but most of my life, I've dealt with headaches. And I'd be like, well, I've got a headache too. I didn't know what a migraine was. I didn't know that I with these pains right that wasn't normal yeah it's not normal to feel this amount of pain for this extended period of time i didn't know i thought man people were like man my head hurts i'm like me too man completely different thing yeah no completely different i learned (laughs) it now so you know from that moment on i started feeling really bad i couldn't stay awake for more than a couple of hours my head was really hurting the pills the aspirin or whatever i would take to when i finally gave in weren't working called the doctor i was like i don't know what to do man he said, well, you know, we're just a few days out. Just get on over here. We'll take a look. So we hop on the Amtrak. And we're making four-day trek across. I finally get to Boston. We're running our first test. And the doctor, when we're done, he comes to me and says, he just looks at me dead in the eye. And he goes, I don't know how you're talking to me right now. That's and I, it took a minute for that to register. I'm that's, like, that's insane. This is my doctor, man. Like, and like the like one of the top they're ones. paid not to be shook yeah and you shook him I sh- he was like i don't understand how you're talking to me thomas apparently since the day you called me and he's like when did your pain start and i told him when the incident everything happened 
and it could not necessarily the boy hit me my best friend hit me with the ice cream container it could have right. been just a matter of circumstance you know but I, I remember after that my head just started hurting he said you've been hemorrhaging this entire time so for about 11 days i've been hemorrhaging in my left hemisphere he said that i shouldn't be standing talking alive at all and he said i can admit you now to the hospital if you want and we can wait for your surgery date which was like four or six days away or you can go home I opted to go home and spend time <laughs> with my family, of course. Um, <clears throat> I think most people, I don't know. You know what? I don't know. Because I don't, I, I don't think you and I are like most people. You know what I mean? I do. <laughs> like, I, I, I don't, I was like, oh, most people would absolutely go home. And I'm thinking, no, probably not. Most people would probably be like, yes, do the surgery immediately. You know what I mean? I, you know. But right when you said you went home, I was like, yeah, of course he did. Yeah. Why? Dude, wow. Because Why do I, we think that way? Well, because, you know, my mother. I love her so much. My brother was, my brothers were there. I'm missing a brother, God rest his soul. So I got my two homie brothers, my, one of my best friends in the world. My mom and my, my, my second mom, his, you know, my, my best friend, his wife, his son. I don't want to die in a room with a bunch of strangers. Right. I'd rather go home and forgive me, but my doctor said that one of the reasons I'm still alive is because I smoke cannabis. I, I'd rather go home, smoke a joint. Not, not, not in front of everybody, not disrespecting anyone. Right. Do that and spend some time with the people that I love. Right. And, my, and my brother's birthday was just three days uh, in uh, forward. <clears throat> I was going to miss that, man. <clears throat> so I decided, yeah, let me go home, man. But the, the problem the problem there was the doctor said, that's the good news. <laughs> Thomas. <laughs> that's going to make your day. You're a miracle, medical miracle. That That's now, the bad news is that not only do you have the AVM that we found that we know about, but apparently they miss the other AVM in your left hemisphere. We miss the Shiari brain uh, that you have as well. And not to mention you have an aneurysm behind your right eye. That's, oh my God. And he had no preparation for this. He only studied on this one ailment. And then. But how do they miss? I don't know. So much. He was so upset. You know what I mean? Yeah. He was so upset because we were working off of what they had to say. This right. is the first time he took a look. They would have killed me. I would have taken that radiation. Because I'm already hemorrhaging. Right. You know? Oh my God, I didn't even think about that. Holy shit. So he's like, you've got all these problems. And I still opted to go home. And I did. And I spent time with my brother for his birthday. And we had a beautiful little uh, dinner. And, and I just kind of hung in there. Mm-hmm. I'm still bleeding. <laughs> I'm still bleeding. And I smoked cigarettes. I was a big time cigarette smoker. And let me tell you, whoever's listening. Uh, even if you have had a brain problem or whatever, you just happen to tune in and catch this and you smoke cigarettes and you feel like you, you want to quit, but you feel like you can't. I, I'm here to tell you, and it sounds so stupid and cheesy, but you can. You really can. I never thought I could. I smoked like a, like a smoker, man. I was a smoker. I After my first brain surgery, I got out of bed to smoke a cigarette. They wouldn't let me, obviously. We'll get to that, but <laughs> you can do it. Um, just for me to you, you can, man, because I didn't think I could. And I hear I stand over a year not smoking one. But so I go home, spend time with them. And then the time comes for surgery and I do a five hour surgery. And my they they remove the AVM in my left hemisphere. And now they're going to attack the Shiari brain and the aneurysm and the other AVM on the crown of my head. And uh, so they let me rest. And then the next day they go in. But I had so many complications. 
it turned into an 18 and a half hour surgery. Uh, so it was 23 and a half, 24 hour surgery, basically. <laughs> Full day. Yeah. Minus you know, half an hour or whatever. But um, they were able to fix the Shiari brain. But when they were working on the, aneur- the aneurysm, they clipped it. They were able to contain that. And they were, they, you know, they did a craniotomy. So they removed part of my skull and went in that way. And they removed my eye to help relieve some tension, I believe. They said they popped it out like twice. That's crazy. And then apparently everything was good they pop the eye back in they start to do all the stitching but the eye starts to twitch and reject and reject and all of a sudden my aneurysm uh burst so that uh what would you bursting i guess is the yeah term. i would think so yeah right so that bursts, and so now they're like oh crap we're losing them on the table um so they try to go into the the, the craniotomy that they had mm-hmm. they can't get into that way they relieve the tension with popping my eye out they can't get in that way so they remove the eye they clip it off put it on the table and say yeah we'll be back we'll, later we'll, pal. we'll figure that out we'll, figure, we'll figure you out later buddy and they go into my ocular cavity and they were able to shut it down but you know the skull was smashed to pieces i guess so they put a titanium plate in there and um they sewed me back up together but i still have the avium in my crown and my eye you know it's missing a bridge um, and so I'd made it out of that and now it's been over a year and I am about three, I might have another surgery now coming up on December 17th. So to see if I can fix this last AVM and, um, they can fix my eye. So, I mean, there's so many things in between, man. We can talk about insurance problems. We can talk about you know, government disability. We can talk about, you know, how people's projection of you you know, how invisible ailments, you know, like oh, man. how you should just be kind of be kind to people because you don't know what they're going through. You know, I, I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. It's crazy how you think now as an adult or after, even not just as an adult, as somebody after a tragedy, like how to view things, it shifts everything. It really does. But like it, not a not a bad way. In a way that you almost feel alone. It's like the blue guy in what is that? Watchmen. Oh, yeah. Dude. I love that. You know, that's how I feel sometimes. Not that I'm some superhero, but no, that no, no, I no, feel but so like you're isolated. just so alone. Yeah. Like you're so alone, you know, because I guess we're. I, it's so foreign now because like, I, I don't know, I'm two years in, mm-hmm. you know, so like it's everything is like beautiful and magical because I've had two full years of this. Yeah. Being that way is so foreign. It, I don't know how, how I used to be. So I think that's why I feel so alienated, you know. I do feel like Dr. Manhattan. I've like, I've evolved. Well, because you're figuring it out on your own too. So it's like, it's like when you're listening to a song that you really like almost for the first time, like, you know, you like the song enough, but you mm-hmm. haven't really heard it. Right. And you go to hear it. You want the world to shut the, just shut up, shut the door, get out of the room. Just give me a moment while I process this right. and ingest it. And I feel like I had a lot of that to do. I, I, one of the biggest things people kept telling me was don't rush your recovery oh yeah but i did of course of course you did i know that because i did the exact same at least thing. i thought i did at least i thought i, I tried to rush my recovery, you can't, well, i couldn't your body will heal when it heals yeah. you can't do anything about that but you can slow it down for sure yeah you can get in the way yeah and slow down the healing process a billion percent that's true i'm out there trying to oh, oh, i'm gonna reseed the grass or i'm gonna <laughs> yeah, no. clean this house probably or, a horrible you know. idea yeah, and it really was. I uh, well, when, when I got out of the hospital, I had a cane. Mm. And I've, I've said it before, I, I, hate, I hated that cane. So I would, quote, unquote, I would forget it. Right. 
you know. I forgot. Yeah, oops, my Ooh. bad. And so I didn't have to have it out in public. No, you're right. I'll get it next time. You're right. You're right. So the real kicker to me is I was at home by myself early on just for like a minute because I was never ever by myself because police made sure somebody like was babysitting me. <laughs> so I, I was like, all right, I'm just going to walk. I don't need the cane. And I fell. Dude, I didn't just fall. I fell horribly. Like I fancy myself pretty decent athlete. I look so awkward and uncomfortable. I just fell back and I landed on a thing and I hit my back and I just realized right then and there, I was like, oh, that's why I need that cane. You know what? I should have a cane. If I had that cane, <laughs> it was weird. It was, it was, it was, it was a very, very strange thing. But yeah. And it, when you hurt yourself, when people have telling you use this or do this and you mess up and you hurt yourself, you hear it all come back to you. You know what I was? <laughs> I was the kid from a Christmas story. Yeah. I shot my eye out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It was like, no, I'm not going to shoot my eye out. Obviously, yes, I, 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 did. I shot my. Oh, what was his name? I don't know if I can remember. I have, don't worry, I've had brain surgery. I don't remember. Feel the exact. <laughs> you know the the perfect description was a friend of mine just like years ago. <clears throat> did you ever see Indiana Jones? Yeah. Okay. I don't um, count the very last. I'm mean, forgive me, Shia LaBeouf or LaBeouf, yeah. however you say your name. <laughs> and it's in South America. I should love that movie, man. No, that movie's terrible. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I love you, Harrison. He, he he's great yeah that movie was hot trash he could have sat and just watched the movie and they could have put his name on. i'm like he was great in that movie he, he i would actually prefer to watch him sitting watching the movie than watch the movie again. i would watch him read the newspaper he's awesome i love that he's so cranky you know and that is something i love about him that he's so cranky uh, why not <laughs> that's you know what that's true if, if you happy, can do cranky that good if you're happy enough to be cranky i'm good with that right. i try not to be cranky anymore but emotionally post this it gets crazy yeah you have a hard day and it's hard to have a hard day like for me i don't let it's hard to let myself have a hard day because mm-hmm. when i get sad about whatever billion reasons i might have or if i think back on or if i think forward about what i'm about to like i get overwhelmed sometimes mm-hmm. and if i have a bad day or i'm having one i can't let myself do it i'm like Thomas, you went through all these brain surgeries, this and that. You're not allowed to have. You're alive, Thomas. Right. You should be thankful. You should be grateful. How are you sad right now? And so, I get I get mixed up there sometimes. But I've been learning. My my old man, not my biological, but my old man mm-hmm. and my mother. Um, you know, I've been I was having a rough time, man. Uh, panic attacks and stuff, and that's with the cap from the uh, side effects. Oh, yeah. Plus, yeah, drugs are great, aren't yeah. they? Aren't they fun? Legal drugs, aren't mm. they amazing? Yeah. Nah, that's not even. I mean, <laughs> that, yeah, that, that, that's a that's <clears throat> another know, cast. Right. How much time do we have? <laughs> um, so my mom and the old man, you know, she tells she tells me something that really helps. She said, uh, "Let let God's will be done." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "All right, that, she said, that that's a powerful statement." Oh, yeah. so you really think about that, and, and, and I was like, you know, that, and it resonated with me. But then the old man said something to me because he, he's getting up there in age and he's right. got some health complications himself. you know. So he's probably no stranger to the thought pattern that I've been in. And he says to me, quite frankly, everybody dies. Mm-hmm. Stop being a fucking pussy. Hey, that's, wow. That's straight and to the point. And that's a kicker though, man. Like You, that's, you know what got me through my hard times? My mom saying what you said mm-hmm. and then hear him say that again. I was like, you know what? You're right. Everybody does die. How are you gonna die though? Right. You gonna be? You gonna? I don't want to. I don't want to cling to life, you know. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's the what I've been trying to learn how to do is just that's beautiful. Let that will be done. If you're religious and this and that or whatever, but just you know, kind of. I don't know. I I am a spiritual person. I don't. Right. I believe in intelligence design. 
we're getting into another crazy conversation. <laughs> but <clears throat> you know, uh, it's uh, for me, it's it's been therapeutic knowing that you know what you're right, man. Everybody does die. Right. How are you going to die? What are you going to do? With your what are you going to do from here until then? Yeah. You know? Who are you going to make smile? Who are you going to make laugh? How can you help someone have an easier day or a better life by just being kind or listening or you know whatever you can do? Right. And I guess that's what helps me get by more, more, more than anything. I, it's I get lost in my thoughts, man. I think yeah. It, it, okay, so that's what was really crazy for me with like meditation. So I meditate every day now. Mm. It's not like oh, I meditate for hours. I'm like a Buddhist monk. I meditate ten minutes a day at least, the first thing in the morning. It kind of sets my day. Before the stroke, I couldn't meditate for a minute. My mind would go like so dark, like I was just I was super depressed and I was super. I don't know. I was just had a, a dark way of thinking you know again recovering catholic so <laughs> um I, I didn't i didn't like that now post-stroke i don't really want to do that anymore so like when i don't know when i get lost in thoughts i just get lost in how can i stay here because i don't want to go there yeah. that'll drive me a little crazy too you know for me it's like i get so deep in the thought that i feel like almost a i don't know it could be just me feeling a seizure coming on mm-hmm. Or maybe it is a trigger to a seizure. I don't know if that's possible. It, I, I think it's your body. Like if you're feeling a certain thing, only you know if that's like doing. You know what I mean? Right. And, and that's hard to say, but like are hard to explain. But as a person who had like migraines, you know, you know when one's coming on. Hmm. It's a difference between like little twinge or a little a little bit of discomfort. You know when like a specific type of migraine is is coming on. So you I just don't body, know how hard it's coming. Right. I think your body is doing the same thing. Like your body. Oh, there's something not right. You know what I mean? We got to listen to our bodies. Yeah. And not pretend that like weird things, ah, that's just normal. Oh, so that that'll bring that reminds me of a <clears throat> so when I got released the they didn't really I don't want to blame anybody. People have a hard day and nobody's perfect. But they didn't really explain to me or the people who walked out with me my drugs. And apparently I wasn't supposed to be taking two of these drugs together and I was instructed to do so. So I had spent like maybe a week to 10 days taking these drugs together, which stop your heart. <laughs> what? Together, that's what they do. Right. Like, you know, like te- they're not tequila to and ice make a good time. These two stop your heart. And uh, I, I kept feeling off. And like you were saying, you listen to your body. So I, I started listening to my body and I kept feeling off vomiting in the shower i'm in, like i'm in a warm shower in a warm hotel and i'm throwing up like i'm just going through it like withdrawal and i'm like oh uh and i felt like i was ODing. <clears throat> and tell my now wife you know i don't feel right tell my brother i don't feel right i'm not taking these drugs anymore something is wrong my brother's you know you're not a doctor right because it is and I, you can't blame him right right he's afraid right you know he doesn't understand what you're physically going through all he knows is these drugs are keeping you alive yeah take your drugs thomas because that's what the doctor said and so i'm like all right i'm not gonna do that i'm gonna stop call my doctor but i'm not taking another one of these pills until he says it's okay Mm -hmm. and they did and my doctor said okay wait wait what is he taking and they read out what i was taking and he just completely flipped out he said that stops his heart in five days how did he know to stop? Who told him to stop taking his medication? They said Thomas stopped taking. He said he refused to take. It. He said, "Well, he saved his own life." That's that's crazy. 
that's just it's, it's so it blows it's my so mind. Scary. It makes me want to cry because, like, damn, man, what if I didn't trust? Like you're saying, what if I didn't listen to my well, body? What, what's great? There's so many people out there that don't listen to their body. You know what I mean, dude? The we're, doctors, we're, we're lucky. Doctors didn't kill Andy Warhol, man. The nurses did, dude. Right? It's it's, it's so you have to look at it as all right. It's I, I don't know. I think everything happens for a reason. Right. You feel that? Yep, like 100%. that happened for a reason. You know, I, I lived for a reason. Not really a hundred percent sure what. Yeah, totally. I've been figuring that. You out. know what I mean? But I think that's, that's why we're here. We're here to figure that out. You know, mm-hmm. and some people figure it out a little bit faster than others, mm-hmm. I guess. You know, I do know what we're not here for to be stressed, to be angry, to be upset, to be, I don't know. Be dicks. I don't. I don't want to be a dick. Hey, that is the perfect word. It's true. You know, don't like, be a dick, dude. <laughs> really, don't. The moral, the moral of life. I just figured it out. <laughs> just don't be a dick. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. just be nice to your fellow man. Be nice to yourself. I think if people were kinder to themselves, they'd probably be kinder to other people. I had a friend of mine. So she, good friend of mine, you know. And she asked me one day. She goes, "We haven't seen each other in years. We communicate. You know, she's always surfing somewhere in the world." And she asked me, tell us, you know, after everything you've been through, what, what kind of advice do you have? What would you say you learned? And really made me stop for a second and I thought, be kind. That's beautiful. That was truly with my, that's what I've come to understand, to be kind. Because we can be assholes, man. We it's are, easy. We are that's good easy. at insulting people. I'm a fucking champion insulter. I can break you down emotionally with just words, but to to brighten your day up, to help you change your mind state, to cheer you up, to make you laugh, is a harder thing to do. Comedy is much harder than drama. Anybody can be like, oh, my mom died. Feel for me. Empathy is empathy right. all day. But to make somebody laugh, to make somebody feel good, I think is a harder job. And I like difficulties. So yeah, I, I take it's, that off. It's, so I, I also hold grudges. I it's it's like bad. Okay, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean, you know I try not to, man. But so I do now. Too. But now, now that's the thing. Now it's different. Where it's like, why am I putting energy into like feeling angry? So like, do I be more forgiven? I'm kind of in the middle of that. I'm it's hard because some people will take and take and take and take and right. give them all the kindness and space in the world and they'll keep taking it. And it, it really tests your patience. Sometimes you need to separate yourself. Yeah, so like boundaries are yeah. amazing. Yeah. Never had those before. Right. I suggest them to everybody. Yeah. So if you like, can pick one up today, I would recommend. <laughs> I heard they're on sale. So like putting up boundaries is great because it's like, all right, cool. Like I love you and I'll do anything and everything for you. But like now this is as far as we can go with that. Mm-hmm. You have to respect that. Oh, if you can't respect that, okay, cool. Well, I did what I could. I'm you here. Know? I'm here for you. Yeah. Whenever you're ready. Well, all that you I, need to bring you yourself need, here. You need to figure it out to get here. Yeah. You know. I'm because here. I, I will always be here for you. I can't go back. I'm not. Like I'm just moving forward. You know, and I'm not. I don't want to leave you there, but like I can't stay there. You know I'm, what I mean? I'm dealing with somebody uh, with there's an issue, and um, they it's a it's an alcohol issue. Mm-hmm. And this person is a lovely person. Um, I don't know them so well, but I know them to be pretty lovely when I've met them. Right. And they're with a friend of mine. And it's just like they have no control. And they have the access to everything in the world. You can fly anywhere you want, buy anything you want, 
you know, you've got somebody who works hard. And all, all, the, all the amenities are there for you. Right. Um, but it's not enough. That bottle is more important than all of that's, it. That's addiction, man. Right. That's, and it's like they have no self-control over that. And it's, it's hard and sad to see, but there's nothing that he or anyone else can do for that person until they decide to get to this level where we can go, hey, welcome to the room. Let me help you. That's the perfect description. Like, <laughs> like I feel that like in my bones. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I understand that now. I never understood that before. It's because like, you, you want to, I can fix this. Yeah, I, yeah. Can, I, can fix I don't know. This. I, can, I, can, I can do it. I can do more. I can like. They just need a little more love. And you know what? It's true. They do. But until, yeah, but until <laughs> you can do that for yourself, you're just dragging everything else down. With right. You. Like I, I can want the best for, and, and I do like, again, I'm a, I'm a helper by nature. I say mm-hmm. it all the time, but some people don't want your help. So you're not helping them and you're not helping you. So what are you really doing? Wasting, wasting the most time. precious thing in the world Dude, is time. It, it really, really is. is. And I'm, I was spending so much of it trying to help people who just didn't want my help. Or who just didn't want help or didn't know how to accept help. So I can't do anything with that until they're like, until they figure that shit out. Yeah. Because like, I'm not helping them grow and I'm not growing myself. I'm just stuck. I'm stagnant. Yeah. Cause you want to, your intentions are there. And so you're like, ah, I know you need help. I'm looking right at you, man. I know you need it. I don't know. It's, I guess, you're a pastrami sandwich. They don't like pastrami, but they're hungry. Right, I need food. I don't know what to do for you, buddy. I'm a pastrami sandwich. <laughs> you want a Reuben? You're gonna, I, you have to wait or come over. They got Reubens over here. Let me show you. Right, you know, or you know, it's some people. You're right. Some people. So now people are playing catch up with us. You know, <laughs> it's it's weird that like we. I don't know. Some people say like we fell behind because mm-hmm. we've we've been injured. It shifted everything in our lives. I think we have. We're miles ahead of other people. I feel liberated in a dangerous way. <laughs> you know like i walk into a room and i you know i was very confident before mm-hmm. and it's just turned into an entirely different animal now <laughs> i walk into the room and nothing nothing intimidates me well it can't it really. can't really you know what, but what are you how... gonna do kill me oh <laughs> been there so it, but <laughs> that's with everything that's what everybody should kind of feel this way but for, but they but, don't exactly well, you, know you know what i mean dude we're looking at the world right? i had i had an ama- amazing um question asked to me um from so the the stroke of genius guys they're the two documentary um filmmakers for like survivors and they're like family i can't wait to introduce you to them because they're amazing dudes i am so excited and I think they would absolutely I am love your story meeting you and meeting potentially anybody you're willing to introduce me to because uh i what you're doing is very important well, I, I think so. I mean, again, like, well, uh, number one, us survivors, we, we got to stick together. And period. I, I felt alone, dude. I've never felt more. You kept saying we were talking earlier when we were first getting to know each right. other. And you kept saying our community. Oh, yeah. And we, including me into this conversation. And I, it, I can't so explain it, it's how even it weird. feels. It's even weird to me because, like, I didn't want to, like, force you into that. Oh, man. You but know what I'm saying? You included me into something that, like. Because I, I could be well, like. Oh, dude, I, I like, rightfully belong to it, actually. Yeah, like you know, like I'm, it's a beautiful thing you're doing. Like I'm almost crying because thank you, bro. Oh, dude, I mean, you know what? I appreciate you. I really do because I know how difficult it is to like share this. If they didn't take my eye out, brother, I'd be crying all over you. <laughs> I appreciate you, but like that's what's beautiful about like, and I, and I, and I mean this, mm. our community. 
So yes. the, the shit that we went through, literally almost dying, mm. you know, we say, oh, well, I, I say we, because I think we can joke about it. Yeah. Like we say it in jest because, hey, we made it. Why, why not laugh? Laughing feels so much better than crying. It does. Even well, though crying right. in the moment, it's like, oh, this is the best Wait. thing in the world. It's almost addicting. Now, forgive me, because I was I'm a child of the 80s, and I have got nothing to hide. I've learned a few things on acid. Not that I've done it so often, <laughs> but I'll tell you one thing. Sobbing, crying, and hysterically laughing are exactly the same thing. Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. If, if, you, if, you, if there was a doctor you could talk to, if there was somebody, I bet you they would tell you that it's touching the same places in the brain. Mm-hmm. That when you hysterically laugh and you sob, cry, it's exactly the same. It's interchangeable. That's crazy. But it's like the two faces in the theater, mm-hmm. the smiling and the crying. There's right. no drama without comedy. There's That's no true. Comedy like, how, how do you know you feel good unless you felt bad? Yeah. You know, like it's it's the, the, the yin and yang of life. Mm-hmm. Dude, I think we're, we're allowed to, you know, joke about this because we can. Yeah. And we're you know? here to do it. And like you said, there's nothing better than humor. You know, it, it, it's it's okay to really feel the emotions in life because like we just said, one is nothing without the other. But I would rather, I don't know, because I, I, I don't know if I want to be hysterically laughing all the time either. I don't want to be a fool. Right. It, it's it's, it's a this beautiful, it's, it is this beautiful life that yeah, I cannot it, figure it, we're, out. We're, we're, we're cooking. Yeah, you know, like we're, we're all ingredients. Like know, we're, not, not too much pepper. Yeah, not too much salt. Like we just got to figure it out. Yeah, you know, so it's it's a, a delicate balance, you know. And I think I'm I'm working on it, just like the rest of us. Yeah. What's funny is, um, so the the stroke of genius dudes, one of them asked he did, he's the the part of the duo that didn't have a brain injury. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's so like that's an awesome perspective. Yeah, because he, I've people are like, man, you've been through so much, Thomas, et cetera, and the third. Mm-hmm. No. My wife, my mother, my loved ones—they, I had to go to sleep. Right. They I did had a bunch to deal of dr- with it. They gave me a bunch of drugs, knocked me out, right. and I fell asleep and woke up and was like, "Oh crap, I'm alive." They had to watch me do it. So that perspective is just so important. It's too. Cra- it's the people crazy. who support people that have been through what we've been through are—they deserve. I think everybody's so fundamentally changed by it. You know, how could because you not like, be? even the the people. Well, for me, it's 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 weird. I, I have some people who are like, yes, I'm right there with you. Life is short. Like, let's be better. Let's do better. And then I have some other people who just aren't really there. Some people. And that's unfortunate, you know, but. It becomes real clear who who's who. Oh, it's weird. So you lose friends. You do. You, know? well, you don't. You don't lose them. But you you also, just see them. You for see what people they who, for, for what they are. But you also gain, like, not just friends, like, true family. Yeah, it's you know, true. And, th- and that's what's been beautiful for mm. me, you know. Same here. I, I People who showed up to my important surgeries or like, you know, that day mm-hmm. or, the, some, you know, who showed face up until that day and have shown face are family to me now. That's, yeah. You know, yeah they really are. Ryan and Jana and, and little Bobby, Barbara, Robert, that, that whole side of the, uh, they're not related to me, but they are family. My wife, well, now she's related to me. She's right, my right. wife, but, you know, the, they're saying that too she's also now my wife you know it's like it's i can't i wouldn't change it for the world right and it sounds weird because i like my life but i feel like we were talking i feel so free dude now emotionally like we're i think free for the most part it, it's still we're we're all works in progress mm-hmm. you know yeah but it's a better work of progress work in progress you know like it's, that, that's it's like we got a cheat cheat Mm-hmm. That's how I feel. You know, that's not bad. I like that. I like that. 
I like that. We we, like, yeah, we we figured out some shit. We're yeah. we're somewhere. We got someplace quicker than some other people. Yeah, it's kind of like you guys can muddle over that stuff. It's so unimportant. To yeah, me. yeah. So so Liam, the the non the non right. So what he said is, why do you think it takes almost dying to get you? Like you know, kind of true. Like why does it take a tragedy for you to feel this way? Like this, I'm an, I'm invincible. I'm you know like all that other stuff doesn't matter. Like why does it take almost dying for you to realize that? You know, I can't really speak on it because I did almost die. Um, but like it fascinates me all the stuff that I was afraid of before. I don't know how you feel about that. I feel I've gotten more fear in some places in my life because mm-hmm. I've lost control of a lot of aspects of my life. My independence has kind of been taken from me mm-hmm. because my eye doesn't work so well. And so I can't drive a car. I live in California, Los Angeles, where it's like. Yeah, driving is kind of a necessity. And I live in the desert too, man. I'm not going to hop on public transportation to go somewhere, brother. Not with my ailments and stuff. I can't right. just seizure on the street. I'm not, you know, so my, my independence has been kind of taken from me. So it's 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 hard. Some things are difficult to deal with for sure. So it's it's not like I was given. It's a gift. It is a gift. Uh, my mind is all over the place. Oh, dude. I, I'm the exact, like, I think all of us are, you know. It's again this weird balance this weird yin and yang um of everything that's going on it's like yes i am the most happy of of of, i i've been given life again and there is nothing more important or more beautiful than that but i'm still depressed about this other stuff over here i still have these fears and i still have this yeah but why am i focusing on that i have this miracle of life given back to me but like I, it's that weird balance. Like sometimes I guess I'm like, it's doubt, doubt, doubt'll get you. You know, Ego like, will get sometimes you. It's vanity like, will get you. Life is beautiful and it's it's precious. And like I'm living the second, like I get a second chance at it. I'm like, so nothing could ever upset me. It's not true though. Mm-hmm. I'm like fighting depression. I'm fighting, well, what if? And what it's it's this weird, weird like dance that like I'm doing mentally. But I guess uh, I agree with you a billion percent when you say that. Uh I still deal with that. But I feel like the thing that's changed is what I'm willing to share with other people is more definitely on the positive side of things and the positive outlook. I'll deal with my demons a little more quietly by myself more mm-hmm. often than maybe I would have before. I might make a big deal about, oh, man, I'm so upset and I'll huff and puff around the house because I didn't get this job or they screwed me in my overtime or whatever it may have been. Mm-hmm. But nowadays, I, I don't like... You know, my wife was driving today. Somebody was looking at her, some just person, and she got really mad because they like cut her off and this and that. And they got really into it. And she's all, and I'm telling her, hey, just let it go, man. Because no matter what you're gonna do, you're never gonna change that person's mind. They're gonna be gone before you know it. But I'm also not upset with her because I know that you're right. It gets you mad. You're allowed to be mad, feel that, but don't mm-hmm. let it overtake you. Right. You know. And so when you when you're talking about you still feel that I, I I'm there with you too, but I I feel like when I talk to other people, I try to show the positive in that, right? Because I have so much positivity. And to answer your question or to give my perspective on that question of why can we only appreciate life so much when we've come close to death, I think it's because when I think it's because you realize that there's nothing you can do once you die. Once you're dead, there's nobody you can apologize to anymore there's nothing you can take back you can't do better you can't change you can't learn it's done you're right. done that's it you finish the book it's kaput and 
guess from my own perspective, <clears throat> I don't want, like I was saying, I don't want to cling to life. I want to freely let it go and know that I did my best. Now, I didn't do the best. Right. I did my best um, and be comfortable and happy with that. And, I, and try to just, you know. I yeah. love that saying, I don't want to cling to life because it really explains what we're doing right now. We're not like holding on to it. We're living. Yes. Because that's just what we're doing. It's, it's Instead the reason, of being, I want life. No, I am I am life right, right. now. Right. It, it's the reason why you decided to not stay in the hospital and get a procedure done. You decided to go hang out with your friends and family. Mm. You know? Living life. You're yeah. going to take that. It, like th- That's happiness to me, what you did. I know that sounds weird. I don't know if a lot of people agree with that. But it was. Though. But like, you know, you know what I mean? Like, it just made sense. We laughed. I hugged my mother. You know? Like. I had dinners like I'll cry if I think about that day. Right. I was able to do something. I was able to sit my mother to the side. Yeah, baby, you know, we, you know, and this is just my own personal perspective, but we think we say it enough. But I was able to sit down with my mom and explain to her how much I love her. Right. I had a chance to do that still, and to me, that meant everything. That's beautiful. You well, know, what more can you ask for? Yeah, I, you know. I, well, plenty more you can ask for. Right. You know, there's a lot of nice stuff out there. But at the same time, it's really not so important to me. Right. Because it falls into your lap if it's supposed to, mm-hmm. you know. If it's meant to be, it shall come to be. Yeah. You know, like I, I'm a firm believer in that. Yeah. You know, and I, and I also believe that we can kind of shape our realities. You know what I mean? I think so, too. Definitely you can. You just got to be really nice at being faithful enough to believe that right. to, to manifest that right. you can't half-ass the thought hey the the mind is an incredible thing it truly you know is what i mean there, there's yeah. there's something beautiful about energy and yeah like we can really create these beautiful things like i created like a really horrible existence for myself pre-stroke mm-hmm. like i would almost like manifest negativity like you know what i mean like i would mm-hmm. get stuck in these negative vortexes where like just it would it, of course the phone was ringing. Some horrible thing is going to happen. Mm-hmm. So what happened? I answered the phone. Some horrible, horrible thing. thing happened. Oh, man. Of course, I'm going to get like the flu horribly. Oh, I get the flu. I, I'm sick. Like, I think I need to go to the hospital. I I don't know why, but like, that's just where my brain was. But now on the flip side, post-stroke, it's like, of course, things are going to work out. You know what I mean? Like, I've made it this far. Do you understand what I've gone through? Right. I didn't. Of course. Like, what? What? None, none of that stuff mattered. No, there was no reason for me to be in that mindset because that mindset was like, God, it was draining. It was it's exhausting. Poisonous. It was so I was so tired of just being. I don't know if that makes any sense. Like I just, it, it was so draining to feel that way day in. It's because we were out. we were focusing on the wrong thing. I, I I completely agree with you. I know what you mean. I'm drained. Oh my God. Life is so Man, frustrating. If I told you we had to talk about like how the process of making crackers for like our entire life, that's it. We can't talk about anything except that process. You would be dying to talk about something else. Yeah. And anything that wasn't that would be like, oh my God, this feels so good to talk about. That's, I was so tired of thinking and speaking and being this way. I was so tired of talking about crackers. Um, so like any, any time. Now that I think back, I'm like, oh my god, that's that's horrible. That's terrible. Why would why would I ever do that? Because it feels so good and it's so healthy and happy and and beautiful to feel and think this way now. You know, I never ever want to go back to that. Maybe I find a lot of the things that I had done before. I feel like there are no 
accidents and coincidences, etc. Mm-hmm. So I used to have used to have really long hair. You, I, you didn't have long hair. You had beautiful, magnificent <laughs> hair. I saw, I saw I saw some pictures. I was like, oh man, you need to be on a cover of a novel. <laughs> it was lovely. <laughs> um, um, but I, I also had a thing about shaving my head. In my youth, you know, we all get emoed out and I'm depressed in my life and <laughs> yes. that girl and this thing. And so I found one of the things that I could control were my appearance. And so I would I'd shave my head from luscious locks with a big razor against the grain. You were just smacking the hair gods in the face. I was. I know. It was a, <laughs> but I think also made it grow more lush. But that's we'll, we'll never know. Right, right. right. That, you, you heard that, kids. You should go out there and shave your head. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I, I learned how to pro- shave my head. Oh, quite proficient at it mm-hmm. you know, really good going against the grain i get it done in timely fashion um what's funny now is that i find myself shaving my head a lot now out of necessity mm-hmm. i'm really good at it i'm okay so shaving my head no no what i'm saying is you never know what you're preparing yourself for in your past wow that's really bugged doing out presently so maybe you going through all those places that you went to in those thoughts you exhausted all those thoughts so that you could enjoy yourself now i love that and i love to i, lo- I love that period i'm making that like a, that's what it is that's so beautiful and again we can manifest anything with our mind so that's now the th- that's great like what if it was just a way to prepare yourself for what we're about like that's, to undergo that's so quantum realm conversation it, it's it, that's so uh house on uh, uh hill hill house house on haunted hill haunting at hill house where they're like met the, the i don't know i don't know it's a netflix show a horror thing oh i definitely missed it then so I'm, the chick is basically so much chick's like haunting herself really weird. oh amazing i want to yeah. watch it netflix <laughs> yes nice <laughs> oh my god i'm i miss watching tv but well um, you, you it, it's gonna come it's coming it'll come yeah you know, I mean, again, we, we talk about acceptance before. I just, because I didn't watch it so much mm-hmm. for so long, because of my eye, I, I didn't really miss it so much. Same, same here, because I guess I was in a hospital. I don't really remember any of it. So, like, mm-hmm. the big chunks that I missed, I'm like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. There's right. a lot of things now that just aren't as big of a deal. It's not. You know? Marvel movie used to come out, I'm like, oh, man, the Marvel movie. Oh, man. Now it comes out, I'm like, oh, man, it came out. I'm still that dude, but it, not as Don't much. get me wrong. Like, I no, no, I, I like to think that I am. Mm-hmm. I haven't even seen Solo yet. Me neither. But it's only because everybody, you know, I apologize to the to the Star Wars gods. Oh, and I'm friends with uh, one of the actors that's in the films and stuff. I won't throw him under the bus. But... <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's my dude, though. Uh, what's up, Ahmed? Um, but uh, he's doing a podcast, too. He's talking about his whole Star Wars experience as Jar Jar. Ahmed Best, he's a fantastic actor. That's awesome. Choreographer. And he, he's Hey, just you can only do so person. well with what you're given. Dude, he is the most attractive man I've ever met in my life. <laughs> have like you a, seen you? Have you seen? <laughs> <laughs> you should have seen me with my locks. I, I, I did. But um, um, I don't even know why we're talking about Star Wars. Because oh, because we, we have haven't seen. You're right. You're right. <laughs> so I don't want to speak badly. I haven't seen Solo, so I'm not going to put my two cents in. Yeah, this. but I, I just, it's crazy for me because I, um, I was born in 77, the same year Star Wars came out. Mm-hmm. So I've been a fan since birth. That's my brother. Literally. Brother you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I haven't seen Solo. Yeah, it's weird, I, right? It's strange. It yeah. was, I, I would probably, yeah, I probably would camp. I never did, but I probably would camp to see like a Star Wars movie. Yeah. 
And I, it's, I, there was one that was out in theaters based on one of my favorite characters. I just didn't see it. Dude, you can rent it right now for like four ninety nine, <laughs> and I still haven't. Done there's it. just like some. There's other stuff going on. Yeah, you know, like there's, there's more important things. Like I find myself not watching uh, a lot of film. Yeah. I, ca- I catch some. Like, I, I've I, seen Ant Man like, and the Wasp. I've seen. It's, it's getting. Godfrey. It's getting better for yeah. me. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm kind of saving it too because, like, what, like you know, hopefully, let me say, let's say I make it out of this next brain surgery. You know, not not say hey, you will. Obviously. Well, I'll make we'll it make out it happen. We're you know, speaking it into existence right now. You're right, brother. I'm going to smash. The doctor's going to smash it. He's going to do a great job. And I'm going to get this eye back and I'm going to get my hair <laughs> Yeah, out. yeah. Basically, all you have to do is just like lay there. Right. You know what I mean? I'm so, going to do my best to just lay as still as possible. Yeah, that's you. In laying there, you're going to do phenomenal. I know the doctor's going <laughs> to have I'm not really good at it, dude. I hey, can lay down if and you sleep ha- in an MRI machine and not move a muscle for like even, an hour. Even if you have like a bad lay down. It's fine. The doctor's gonna be on his game. He's gonna be good. He's on it. Yeah. He's get, <laughs> even if I lay down and he'll he'll tweak it. Yeah. He should have put his leg this way. But I, yeah, <laughs> you know. see, I think humor is huge for uh, recovery. It you know? is. I, I'll I'll share with you. So and forgive me. I I curse a lot. Forgive me. I've had brain surgery. <laughs> um, I love that. Uh, I should get a shirt that says that. Oh my god, but, that's actually really good. Right. Forgive like me. I've had brain surgery. <laughs> it's classic. You hear that, honey? You should get me that. So that was part one of my interview with Thomas Mejia. And as always, the Neuro Nerds, we are here to help. I'd like to give a big shout out to Avid for sponsoring our podcast. We really appreciate the support. Also want to give a big shout out to all of our patrons on Patreon. We really appreciate the support. We could not do this show without you guys. And as part of our new Patreon donation spotlight, for the rest of November, we're supporting survivor Maggie Whittam's crowdfunding campaign for her documentary about her stroke recovery journey, The Great Now What? Then in December, we're supporting today's guest, Thomas Mejia's GoFundMe, to help with his fourth craniotomy surgery. So please sign up to subscribe at patreon.com slash the neuronerds to not only support us, but also to support causes like this every month. And as always, the neuronerds, we are here to help. Follow me, Joso Rocks, at everywhere. Follow Lauren at Lauren L. Manzano at most places. Follow us at the neuronerds everywhere. And on that note, neuronerds out. flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.